Shaping success with West Tankersley is brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions, your solution for all business social media needs. If you need a team of social media marketers and content creators to help you build your brand on social media, text WES2020 to 541-709-6502 today. Get started building your brand on social media. Success is defined differently by every individual. Some have never even considered what it is. I hope when I get older, I'll be successful. What does that even mean? Money, cars, big house? On this show, we strive to look at it a little deeper, learning from successful individuals on what they believe success really is and how to obtain it. Everybody, enjoy the show. This is Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley. Hello and welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Uh, today we have a great guest on the show. His name is Bill Snodgrass. He is a mentor and also a teacher. Uh, Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. You know, I found you on TikTok a few months back and it's, uh, it's a very great platform, I think, to kind of put you in the same niche as what you're working on. Um, why don't you just go ahead and start by telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're from, all those, all, everything. All right. Yeah, so I'm a, a high school teacher. Um, that's my that's my paid, you know, my, my paid job is being a high school teacher. I teach uh, an introductory science class. Um, I, uh, I'm in Northwest Indiana now. I lived in Memphis, Tennessee for 38 years, um, moved up here to do some things and ended up um, working my way into this position in, in the high school. So. Um, I've done a lot of things over the years. If you go to my LinkedIn page and you look at my resume, people will be like, what, what, what were you thinking? And, and that's a, an interesting question sometimes is, you know, what actually was I thinking? Um, so uh, that's it. I, uh, my leadership and, and those sorts of things comes out of the, uh, a, a lot of lifetime experiences, courses I've taken and things like that. And uh, I got to a place where I, I needed to figure out what is what is my definition of success? What am I trying to um, what am I trying to to be in the bigger picture of life, and not just like what am I going to do today and how am I going to put groceries on the table? And you know, obviously that has to happen, but uh, above and beyond that, what how do I define what I what I am and what I do? And and then so that's sort of what led me into the the teaching position. I have an opportunity as a mentor with with kids. Um, beyond teaching them uh, chemical reactions and solutions and all that other stuff that's part of a chemistry physics class, uh, I get to talk to them about responsibility and being accountable for themselves and the, the work ethic that they need in order to do the things that they have to do in order to get to the things they want to do. So um, that, that's kind of where, where the, the mentorship kicks in. How, how long have you been a teacher now? How many years have you been doing that? Um, my first my first day as a classroom teacher was in 1985, which probably predates most of the people who are you know watching this, and certainly most of the people on TikTok. Um, I, I taught for uh, two years in my first position, and then uh, another year in, an, in a, a different school, and then I worked in a social uh, a social service program that was a, a leadership training program for high school students, and, and I worked there for uh, quite a few years. 
and went back to high school as a guidance counselor. And, and that my next batch of, of uh, high school was as a guidance counselor. Um, I did actually work two years in a mental hospital uh, as a therapist. And then uh, I went uh, back to work at, at, the, at a college level, and I was there for eight years. I was the director of students for a, a, a small music college. Not, not that I'm a musician, but they were musicians, and I was part of the part of the staff. Um, and then that led me into Northwest Indiana, and one thing led to another here. And now I'm I'm in the high school position, teaching um, young people. So. so that's a pretty good background. I, you know, you you talk about counseling and mentorship programs and leadership programs and all those things, and that kind of just kind of gives me a little bit more foundation to why you talk the way you do. Because one of the things that I really like about your stuff is it's real similar to me. It's like, you we kind of have the same type of thought process about setting goals and things like that. Absolutely. What, what motivates you to think that way? What, what makes that drive in your head and that, and that decision? Cause it is all life experiences. That's where I draw mine from. So how, how do you, how did you come to that conclusion that you had to be the way that you are? Um, and so, um, at some point, I think in like 2010, I can go on my, my Twitter and look at it. We, we had a staff meeting at the college and a guy walks in from the, the head of the marketing and he was like, everyone needs to make a Twitter page and start posting. And, and this was kind of like a defining moment for me because I was like, why would I ever want to post anything on Twitter? Uh, what would I ever say that anyone would actually ever care about? And, and that's when I, I kind of began to develop, I guess what you would say is my, my personal mission. And, and, and when we talk about success, I feel like the, there is a, uh, your mission and what you do and your mission is going to define whether you're successful or not. And so if your mission is to, I don't know, stack Oreos, and, and you're actually right. stacking chocolate chip cookies, then you're not successful. You stacked a lot of chocolate chip cookies, but you said you were going to stack Oreos. So as I'm sitting here trying to think, why would I ever post anything on social media? Um, I says, you know, what is it that I am actually about as a, as a person? And so um, I was probably, I guess this would have put me in my early 40s when this happened. Um, and I decided that, what my contribution to the world can be is to create circumstances in which people can become what I, I like to say, become the best version of themselves possible. There's boundaries and limitations and things, you know, that, that are constraints. They're going to limit people. And, and we have to recognize that. And I always, the illustration I always use is I will never be in the NBA, no matter how hard I work at it. I'm, I'm too short. I'm too old. I'm too slow. There's a lot of physical constraints that would prevent me from being successful in any major, you know, any, any sport. So defining what it is that you're trying to do. So my definition was, you know, within the context of what is reasonable, create circumstances and help people create circumstances where they can be the best version of themselves. Now with that as my definition of success, and then I, you know, I track that through the, the work that I have done in the, you know, in the last 20 years, um, it brings me into that classroom setting where a hundred and some kids a day uh, interact with me and in inter interacting with me, I have an opportunity not only to talk about, about the content of this, of the class, but to inject into their lives thoughts and, and questions about what they're doing. It's like, 
the kid shows up to class without his calculator. I was like, well, how's that going to work out? Because, you know, we're, we're doing mathematical calculations and you don't have your calculator. You know, how is that decision that you made or, or they'll leave their notebook that they use every single day. They'll leave their notebook in their locker. It's like, how is that decision that you made going to affect the outcome of what you're trying to achieve? And so that that ability to to mentor um, and then their actual, you know, uh, the student input it, it has been um, one of the driving forces to move me into YouTube and, and, and now TikTok was the their interest in beyond the classroom content. Um, and even, you know, the, my, the, the, my entrance into YouTube beyond tutorials and, um, was, was from a student who was like, you know, you should, you should do a vlog, you should do a daily vlog. And the vlog ultimately became the, the series of motivational, inspirational videos. And that ultimately became the TikToks. Um, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm like super successful, but I have, um, most of my videos, like a hundred people will watch them on a day. And, and I, I feel like for those hundred people, it meant something, you know, it's not like yeah. some of the, some of the big social media platforms that are getting millions of views and millions of likes and whatever. And that means something to some people, but I feel like the hundred people or the, the, you know, I got like 16 likes on a video, 16 people were affected in a positive way. And right. that is a measure of success towards my personal goal of creating circumstances where people can become the best versions of themselves. So I have to look at, at my, uh, my personal mission and then apply that in my work context, my family context and my, you know, recreational context, and then evaluate what I do based on, did I achieve what I set out to do? Did I create circumstances where people can become better versions of themselves? And that that's an ongoing process. And, whether I did or not feeds back into what I'm going to do next time. So you're using like the failure kind of as a feedback, if there is failure and re re-engineering what you were doing to create a better lesson. Exactly. Yeah, that is, exactly. Exactly. that's awesome. You know, I mean, part of the reason why I don't teach anymore, but part of the reason why I wanted to teach was kind of the same thing. It's like, if I can affect one or two kids in a positive way, which you're always trying to do more than that, but you, you know, you set your goal for a certain amount, but there's kids that still talk to me. There's kids that I still, I coach that still, you know, we have relationships and things like that. And that was, that was kind of what it was about was that one person. So even if you have 16 likes versus, you know, some of these people have millions, I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> they're not things that I'm interested in. You still have this audience, you know, and it's, it's a right. great way to cultivate it. So there, what a, would you say? Go ahead. I was going to say, there, there's an old story about um, a, a person who was presenting content, let's just say, and uh, it, it was like a blizzard and, and only one person showed up. And so uh, the person who was presenting went ahead and, and, and presented and the guy goes like, well, you know, it's just me. Why, why are you why are you just doing this? And the guy goes, well, you're a farmer, right? If only one of your cows showed up at the barn, wouldn't you feed it anyway? And, and you, you work with who's there. If it's 16 people that, that show up or it's 16 million people that show up, you work with what's there. You work with the, the people that are consuming your content and, and you do the best that you can for those people. 
Um, if, if you're running your own business, I always, I don't know why I always use coffee shops as an example, but if you're, say you're running a coffee shop and one person walks in, aren't you going to try to give them the very best experience that you possibly can give that one person? And I think that goes, that applies to pretty much any, anything that you're going to do. If you're a doctor, you're going to give that one patient the best care you can give. And if you're, what did you say? You, uh, you're in your position. You're going to give your uh -huh. your customers the 100% experience every single time right. because that's what they deserve. Yeah, and that's that's you know that's kind of what life's about. You know, I I read uh, one of John Wooden's books and it just kind of hit me really hard. And that was kind of like his his mission statement on success is kind of the same thing. It's just knowing that you did the very best that you could no matter what and being okay with that. If it was a loss, if it was a win, as long as you knew that you did everything that you could to be successful. So yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a great, great, whatever you're working with, do everything you can. So, um, how have, how have times changed? Obviously you've been teaching for quite a while. How, how have times changed with what's going on now is probably pretty big eye-opening thing compared to being in a classroom. You're having to learn how to adjust to that, but are you continuing doing some of the things and just learning more and more daily towards your teaching goals and stuff? So the, the, the way that content is presented, it, it has been changing. Um, and and uh, a lot of school systems have gone to more of an of a electronic um, format for content, content management, at least. And uh, a lot of teachers, you know, for a long, longest time, the analogy was, you know, you're, you, we're still using chalkboards in an era of overhead projectors. Well, well, there's uh, the the education system has had to respond to the the digital chalkboard, the digital overhead projector, the digital whatever you want to call it. I, I remember when I was in in uh, middle school, we had a teacher. We used these they use overhead projector and they put the transparencies on it and would ride and erase and ride and erase. Well, then you know by the time I got into graduate school, it was all powerpoints. So uh, and, and and now. The, the need to actually be face to face in a lot of cases has is is much less need. Uh, these kinds of things that we're doing, you and I are doing right now, uh, we're we're a thousand miles apart, and yet we're having an an, an interview. Uh, my, my my sister, who is a couple years older, is a project manager, and her client has thousands of employees, like multi multi hundreds. Like I think it's like twelve hundred or fifteen hundred. They've been working remotely for a month now. They've all been continuing to do their jobs through various kinds, you know, WebExes and um, Google Meet and whatever. Uh, and and so education is is responding to that. Now there's there's a, another function to education that is not content related, and and that is that mentoring and that the those aspects of of giving a, a structured environment. For the for the students during um, business hours, that function is is uh, you've seen you may have seen like some of the responses in social media of parents who are like, I can't get these kids to do any of their assignments, you know, You're kind right. of making, you know, uh, and you said I think you said maybe before we we started the uh, interview that you're you're working with uh, presenting content to your own kids, so it's yeah. a different experience. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it it's a different is. experience. So, um, but the, the mode 
of education is, is responding. And I, I kind of jumped on, on that uh, when, I, when I went back to the high school level, trying to, to create a video content to augment what I was doing in the classroom and um, creating digital notes that they can access anywhere, anytime, those kinds of things. So um, now we don't have any face-to-face. -face. I'm relying on a lot of that stuff that I did in years past. So you do a lot of things on, um, you have quite a few different things. I was checking out your website and I saw that you have, it's, what's, it's called Silas, is that what it's called? Can you talk a little bit about well, that? Because that's a pretty interesting thing. So I have, I started in 1987, I started writing stories and trying to figure out how to put them together into some sort of a, a commercial, you know, but it's what I call it the world silly art. It's S I L I A R.com. S I L I A R. Um, I started writing that in 1987 within the, within the, the stories are examples of these things that I think are important examples of the life lessons that I hope people can walk away from um, examples of, of um, interpersonal relationships and how they go right and how they go wrong and things like that. So yeah, I started that. Um, I went through years and years of writing and then in like 2005 or seven, or I can't remember 2005, I was like, it's done. And it was horrible. It was a, uh, 2000 pages one story maybe there might have been two stories like you could so in, in um a few years ago i decided i was gonna pull that out and, and begin to rework it so 2016 2017 i reworked the whole thing and then i looked at the way the kids read and, and, and this, they, they read like this now they they don't they don't have physical books. Maybe right. one student in every one of my classes will have a physical book, and so um, then I have I have two two older sons. My one is thirty, one's twenty nine, and one of them was like, you know, Dad, things have changed. There's no need for a story to be just pages in a book with with. And we kind of brainstormed, and so I, I adopted what I call an agile delivery. Agile is a computer science concept where um, programs roll out and they change as they need to change. Um, and so, by by writing the the story into a web format, if I want to add something over to the side, a side story, um, there's no like, oh, well, we're going to fit it in page wise. You just fit it in and put a link to it right and and so um it has become um i it, it's i've put a lot of time into it over the last couple of years of rolling it out so I'm, I'm editing like really super close edit and then i'll put it on the website and then a super close edit and put it on the website and and it's, it's been a lot of fun um i'm hoping that that can grow into something that reaches a lot of people let's just put it like that if you if you all the platforms that you have going on and all the things that you have going on, which one do you think is the most beneficial? If someone was to say, "Hey, I need to follow someone who's going to motivate me or whatever," what are you most proud of? Which one would you say, "Hey, this is the one that we need to go to"? So um, I have I have BillSlyerArts.com, and all of my all of my stuff is uh, available there on billsnodgrass.com, and it's just that Bill Snodgrass S N O D G R E S S dot com. Um, links to everything I have is there. Um, of those, which am I most proud of? Um, 
they, they sort of serve different functions. Uh, there's a there's a blog I do for the science class that's actually used by people not just in the science class. So that's actually gotten quite a bit of, of traction outside uh, the people who actually know me. Then there's also uh, the video companions on, on my YouTube channel, which is linked. It's also Bill Snodgrass on YouTube. Actually, Bill Snodgrass on most of my platforms. Um, there's I think my Facebook is Bill Snodgrass one, but um, I don't know. What am I most proud of? I um, I feel like in in 2020 the the capacity for TikTok to reach a lot of people is 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 huge and it sort of fits the culture of the instant instant gratification culture right. 20, not 60 seconds max i mean i feel like on my 60 second videos they get the last second gets cut off so i always try to do you know 58 and a half second max video uh, a 58 and a half second message and that and i've noticed the the kids kids are like Wow, this is really long. I'm like, it's 58 and a half seconds. What will you want? <laughs> 10 seconds? You want a 10 second video? What you know? Uh, Twi Twitter sort of forced everyone to condense their writing, and TikTok is forcing everyone to condense their their speaking. Um, so I feel like right now the the place where um, the potential to reach the most people, I feel like, is probably TikTok. As far as in in the in the lifetime scheme, I'm I'm def definitely most most proud of the the Ciliar project, even though it is probably the most underutilized. Um, it's, it's the one that has the the most hours of time put into it. Uh, the thing that I've poured more thought and energy into than anything else, really. Um, the I started in 1987, so I spent like eight a whole almost almost 18 years working on the first version of it and I, I learned how to be a writer and i learned how to you know punctuate and spell better and i went back and <laughs> put it all into digital and all those sorts of things so then then the rewrite um the rewrite really came out a lot they, they usually say in writing in, in writing is that uh someone should write their first uh 10 the first 10 novels and then throw them all away um, I, I sort of did that. I wrote it all into one. I wrote it all into one novel, which was a 2,500-page, uh, 500,000-word or something ridiculous, you know, absolutely, absolutely unusable manuscript. But in doing that, I learned how to, I learned how to, to create story. And then I took the same story and rewrote it and, and put a lot more character development in and, and, um, to the the latest version so yeah. if that well, answers your big, question yeah that was a it's a big project because when i when i looked on there i'm like holy smokes there's like five blogs on there there's all kinds of stuff that that yeah i mean it looks like you've put a lot of work into it i kind of wondered where you had the time to do this if you're doing all these other things so you just find yeah, it's I, your passion i, I, I guess I kind of just pulled everything together on BillSignRass.com. So um, the, 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 the stuff for, so kids, kids were like, I can't ever find your YouTube or I can't ever find your thing or I can't ever find whatever they're, I had, I was in a parent meeting. They were like, wait, you put all your notes on, on your blog. Where's your blog? And so I told them the blog address. And they were like, I can't remember that. I was like, all right, just go to BillSignRass.com. Just yeah. so I, I, I re I redid my BillSignRass website so that it becomes the portal to everything else. So. Oh, yeah, that's great. 
That's awesome. Well, you know, it's been great talking to you. I have one last question. I think you kind of defined it a little bit already, but can you, can you just, this show is called Shaping Success and it's basically how you deem success because it's different for everyone. You know, it may be you're a teacher, right? And that makes you, that makes you happy in all the things that you do. And some people, you know, they're happy working at McDonald's, you know, collecting garbage, things like that. So what is your success? What is the shape of your success? So for me personally, it is it is looking at on a, a kind of on a weekly basis and say, did I interact with someone in a way that that helps them to become better versions of themselves? That's my my personal life mission, uh, helping people become better versions of themselves. And so for anyone, the the definition of success is going to be, what is it you're trying to do? Did you do it? Um, and and comparing what you've actually done. And so. If 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 you have a uh, an overall mission under which you have particular goals and and maybe maybe you do the mission goals objectives model, so did you meet some of the objectives that are some part of a goal that leads back to your mission as a as a person as a as a business as a whatever? What is it that you're trying to do, and did you accomplish it? And this is this is the problem. I feel like most people don't really know what they're trying to do. And so they go, whoa, look, I got this promotion at work, and I should really feel good about this, but it just makes me feel stressed out. And maybe it's because they don't really know what they're trying to do, that the, the promotion at work was something that maybe sort of fits with what they're trying to do, but maybe sort of doesn't fit. Maybe it's in conflict with some of the things that they're really trying to do. So so um, like I said, for me, it was in my, I guess, early 40s when I – I stopped to, to say, what is it that I'm really trying to do? Am I trying to make a lot of money? No, I'm not, I'm not trying to, that doesn't, that doesn't, money's nice, but that's not an, an end. It's a means. Uh, am I trying to have a lot of friends? No, I'm not, not, not the kind of people who are like socially popular and go, so what is it that I'm really trying to do? Once I identified what that was, then I could line everything I do, my career, my hobbies, um, my social media, all those things can line up under what it is I'm really trying to do. And so um, I would say to your listeners, to your viewers, stop. Before you do something else, figure out what your long-term win is. What does it look like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, when when you stop and look back, what is it going to be, what are you going to be proud to say that you did? Are you going to be proud to say that you do that. Do that thing right. that's going to make you proud. Yeah. And that's great. You know, that is, that is awesome. You need to have a goal. You need to have an idea of what you want to do before you can do, before you can do it. And I think that's great. Cause you set up, you set out, you figured out what that was. You begin with the end in mind and then you try to reach that goal. So yeah, you, that's you had awesome. A, a TikTok, you had a TikTok the the other day, um, which was right on point to this, where you, you were saying that you know you you've got to begin with uh, missions and goals, and and then you're going to build your plan into that. You don't just have a plan; the plan leads to something. And, and um, I I was like, yeah, that's that's dead spot on. That's that's dead spot on. So, yeah. Well, it's great. I think we've talked about everywhere that we can find you. Is there anyone anywhere else you want to let anyone know about, or or do you pretty much got it all there? Um, it's it's all on the it's all on billsongrass.com. If you want to find me, that's that's where I am. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you being on the show. Um, 
Thank you. I wanted to thank everyone for taking the time to tune in. If you feel that this has brought you any value, please share it with someone and give the podcast a five-star review. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success. This was Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions. If you need a team of marketers to help you with social media, all you need to do to start is text WES2020 to 541-709-6502. 541-709-6502. That is Aggressive Marketing Solutions. Have a great day. See you next time.